Ready to become a better leader? Then you're in the right place. You're listening to the Texas Lead Podcast, where we believe every person has the power to lead. We hope you enjoy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about types of team leaders and the functions of those leaders. Uh, But first, we'll introduce ourselves. Let's start with our guest for today, Ashika. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashika Parker. I'm a program coordinator in the Texas Lead Office, and I'm also a master's student getting my master's degree in education policy and planning in the College of Education. Great. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Bella, go ahead. Hi, everyone. My name's Bella. I'm a first-year graduate student focusing on social work. I'm also a first-year graduate assistant here at the Texas Lead Office, so I'm super excited to diving into our topic that we'll be going over today. Yay, and I'm Maria. I am also a graduate assistant in the Texas Lead Office, and I'm studying public health for my master's program. Let's dive in and begin by defining and discussing three different leadership styles. So, Ashika, can you tell us about the first style? Yeah, so one style of leadership um, that's pretty common is called power-based leadership. And this is where somebody uses their title or their sense of authority um, in order to motivate others. It's very hierarchical, um, and it depends a lot on just the sense of authority that somebody has over another person. So this could be at work or in for our students, if you're in a student org and you have somebody who says, you know what, I'm the president of this organization, so y'all are going to do what I say because I'm in charge. Um, And that would be somebody utilizing a power-based leadership style. Yeah, great example. Uh, Bella, do you want to cover incentive-based leadership? Yeah, so incentive-based is essentially like motivate performance by offering rewards. So this one's definitely the most common approach of leadership because Providing incentives is conventional, pragmatic, uh, mutual beneficial, and effective to a degree. However, if incentives constitute the primary motivation for staff to perform well, well then the quality of their performance is limited by the value and frequency of that reward. Awesome. And lastly, we have relationship relationship-based leadership. So this leadership style is grounded in uh, genuine caring and investment in the people you work with. Um, So it's not so much you work for me, so you're going to uh, perform the way I want, and it's not I'll give you an incentive to perform the way I want. It's more about Uh, that kind of personal dynamic and the professional development of both staff members and whoever is in charge of the group as well. Um, So this form of leadership is a little bit different from the other approaches because it's not about leveraging something that the leader has over the other members of the team. It's about um, everyone kind of working together Yeah, it's more about like working together and supporting one another and like feeling accountable to the people around you. Yeah, it's like wanting to kind of nurture that relationship Mm -hmm. while also getting the work done. Yeah, yeah. So you feel like you want to support those around you with your productivity in a Mm -hmm. way um, and vice versa. Yeah, and 
Uh, for those of you listening who aren't very familiar with our office, um, th that is kind of the way our office functions. I think it's a great example of this type of leadership style. Like our director is our director and hierarchically <laughs> is kind of at the top of the imaginary pyramid, but it really doesn't feel like that most of the time. It's mm -hmm. honestly like the feel is more all of us coming together to support each other's programs and the things that we are responsible for. And it's honestly, it feels more like a team and everyone's kind of on the same level. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Now that we've gone over the different styles of leadership, we're going to cover uh, the responsibilities that those leaders have. So, um, we're going to go over three main ones. And Ashika, can you start us with the first one? Yeah, so one like key um, topic when it comes to leadership is conflict management. So conflict management is when you're able to identify when a conflict is occurring um, and then handle it in a sensible and fair and effective way. So conflicts are kind of unavoidable they just happen throughout interactions between any kind of people it could be a personal relationship a professional relationship but especially when you're in a leadership role um, and you have some sense of responsibility to the people that you're in conflict with it's really important to be able to understand a fair um, and just and respectful way to handle that so People that you're leading aren't going to want to be productive or follow your instructions or um, contribute to the goals of the group unless they feel like their conflicts with you are handled in a fair and respectful way. Yeah. How do you feel about um, the role of the leader in managing conflicts between other team members so they aren't directly involved in the conflict, but do they have a responsibility to... Uh, yeah. participate in those other yeah discussions. so I think as a leader it really there's no easy answer to that it really depends on first of all the people involved in the conflict and the conflict itself um, if it's two people who you trust to handle the conflict in a respectful manner between the two of them and a if it's a conflict that's easily worked out I think it's okay to step back and you can watch from a distance and make sure it plays out in a good way. Um, but I think it's okay to trust them as adults or classmates or team members to handle that amongst themselves. But if it's something more serious or if there's kind of a power differential involved or anything um, that requires more thought process or would be helpful to have a third-party perspective, I do think it's your responsibility as a leader of a group to step in um, and be a voice of reason in that conflict. Great. Thank you. Um, all right. So moving on, Bella, what is your leadership function? <laughs> so I'm going to be focusing on delegation, like maybe some examples of delegating. So giving others like the authority to act on your behalf and accountability for results. But leaders cannot just be doing all the work for an organization. If they try, then, you know, it's not that's not going to lead to like successful leadership. And so maybe some examples of this, um, we're all students or those that are listening. Um, um, some of y'all may be like in organizations and have some officers. And when I think about this, I think of like president to VP to treasurer and so on. And I just think of when a co-president is maybe giving tasks by like 
a sponsor or a supervisor and things like that. They're getting tasks delegated to them to maybe share with the rest of the group. And at times, maybe we notice that the, the co-presidents or presidents are doing majority of the work because maybe they're not too sure how to delegate those tasks and maybe end up doing it all. But I think just how we were talking about a bit earlier about like relationship base and not focusing too much on like having the higher up position and maybe learning as a group to how to delegate tasks to each other and how to communicate like what tasks need to be done and things like that to lead to um, successful leadership and also successful outcomes of the group and that doesn't just go with like student organizations that can go with like your internship or your job or maybe even in your classes too when your professor is delegating a task so yeah yeah for sure um also i feel like delegation requires a certain level of trust between the person delegating the task and whoever is, those tasks are delegated to um if you're the person delegating tasks, you have to trust that this person can complete the task um, well, but also trust like their process and their method might be different than yours. And that's OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like it also like definitely requires a level of like humility and vulnerability to be able to let go of part of your your work. And and it's honestly, when somebody's delegating to you, it's almost an honor to take that on for them because it's them telling you, like Maria said, that they trust you to do this to the same standard that they would um, and that they're humble enough to understand that you can do just as good of a job. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think delegation specifically really ties into the whole leadership-based style of um Relationship-based oh, style. Oh, relationship-based oh, relationship style of leadership because um, to have a level of trust built up already is definitely useful when definitely. delegating those tasks. Awesome. And then the last function of a team leader that we're going to talk about is feedback. So giving feedback is defined as a process of giving constructive suggestions to others, um, usually by uh, someone in a, a leader position. Um, and that feedback is meant to help uh, whoever's receiving it get better at what they do. Um, one important thing to note with feedback, I think, is that it's not simply the team leader giving feedback to other members of the team. I think it's more of a two-way street. Uh, in my opinion, a good team leader also requests feedback from other members of the team, like, hey, what is working? What is not working? What is something I could be doing better as a leader of this group? Mm -hmm. Things like that. And again, I feel like that shows a certain level of trust. Like, I trust your judgment. I trust that you will give me useful feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you again, that, that like sense of vulnerability comes into play when you're being open to feedback, especially as a leader. Um, you're stepping back and saying, my performance is not above critique and like I trust and value what you have to say about my leadership. And I think in some ways receiving feedback is almost harder than giving feedback to others. Yeah, receiving feedback also requires that vulnerability. You have to open yourself up to feedback that can be difficult, especially if you're not used to it. Um, I think that's 
receiving feedback is a, a skill that is a practicable. Uh, Bella, do you have thoughts on feedback? Um, just kind of like going off like what Ashika was saying about um, about like trust and th- or how you were saying, Mari, about like trust and things like that. And so uh, it really plays nicely when we were talking about relationship base, but not even just that. I think how you were saying feedback is definitely like a skill that we do. Like taking in feedback is definitely a skill that we do need to practice because to get better and to grow or reflect on like what we've been doing. Um, I think it's very helpful when somebody is able to share this feedback and also like the person that's sharing that feedback is maybe someone that's like, they want to see you grow and they want you to, they want to see you succeed. So it like, it's like a, it's like a two way street for feedback receiving. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Again, going back to relationships, like you have to trust that the person that's giving you this feedback wants what's best for you. And um, that criticism isn't meant as an insult. It's not meant to knock you down. They're not being mean. It's just genuinely wanting to see you improve and grow as a person doing whatever it is that you do. Um, Yeah, and one thing I would say is like, when somebody is giving me constructive feedback, the way I like humble myself enough to take it in a positive way is to remind myself like if they didn't care about my growth, they wouldn't tell me anything at all. So the fact that they're even giving me that constructive feedback shows me that they're invested in my growth as a person. Yeah, like it definitely takes effort to give feedback. And if (laughs) someone's not giving you feedback uh, when you request it or when you feel like it's appropriate, that's basically saying like, I don't really care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, great. You did good. Moving on. (laughs) Awesome. So... That is what we have for today. We talked about the different styles of leadership, including power-based, incentive-based, and relationship-based. If you can't tell, we definitely feel one of those is more effective than others. Uh, And then we also talked about conflict management, delegation, and feedback as functions of a team leader. So if you want to learn about this or any other aspect of leadership, definitely check out our programs. Um... I'll let Bella tell you about how you can get that information. So, yeah, thanks, Maria. So y'all can find us at our website, deanofstudents.utexas.edu slash leadership. And you can check out some of our programs such as Spark, Pathways, um, Project Advance Austin, and Coach UT. We're located at WCP on the third floor, 3.104. Or y'all can shoot us an email. We'll be more than happy to share more info about our programs. And I hope y'all took away some awesome takeaways from us. And I hope y'all have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Lead Podcast. We are honored to be a part of your leadership journey and look forward to helping you realize your potential as a leader to create positive change. Now get out there and lead.